Welcome to the Mini Lombardi Podcast. Ouch, TJ, that hurt. Ouch, it most definitely did. We uh, we both lost our undefeated record. And my wife continues to trample people. Third week in a row, Mrs. Sirius is the highest scoring team of the week. Can anybody stop her? The lowest scoring team of the week, Cupo T, actually had a possibility to get a 171 point starting lineup score this week. So there is more firepower out there, and I think somebody will eventually give Mrs. Sirius her first loss. More points, please. Change their name to more points, please. And actually hit lineup Nirvana, getting 100% efficiency. He got more points. And still could not surpass Mrs. Sirius for the largest point total of the week. So it was a fun week for fantasy football in that we did have a matrimony matchup this week with Bush taking on Neek. And I got to say that matchup did not end up how I thought it would. Oh, it did not disappoint. It was the narrowest victory. Dominique won the award for narrow victory. It went down to the wire. They both had a player on Monday Night Football and Dan had Debo Samuel and he almost completed the comeback. But then on one of the final drives, Jimmy Garoppolo threw a pass to Kittle for a first down. Kidding Neek the necessary points to take the lead and win the matchup. How great having two guys starting in the same game. Now, the Achilles heel did have the highest points and loss, so though he did lose this week, he um, he does have a strong team, and there will be many more wins this year. Well, he did get an underperformance from Lamar Jackson, and he also lost Jonathan Taylor, who's already been ruled out for tomorrow's Thursday night game. So there is some trouble out there. Well, and his uh, his Achilles heel in James Robinson also had a very underperforming week. The Arby's really lost it for, for Bush this week. Um, he did have a very strong wide receiver outing, and even Hawkinson. Hawkinson came up with almost 40 points. Yeah, yes he did. Team Achilles heel ends up losing to his wife, and I know how that feels because it happens to me every year. Yeah, it is... Uh, It's definitely hard when you have almost enough points on the board and it's against your spouse. It's going to be a rough week for him. Now, that loss does bring them both even at 2-2 on the season, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. All right, our next matchup that we talked about in our preview last week was Taco versus the team that scares me. More points, please. He got it. He got it. He asked and he received. Yeah, Taco won the most efficient manager this week. He also won lowest points in win. This win does bring both him and the team that scares me to one and three. Uh, at one and three, that team really doesn't scare me. Yeah, it's not so scary. Lots of Bengals on that team. When you commit to one offense, it is really ride or die. And the Bengals have been kind of off to a slow start, and it's really showing with all of his Bengals players. You know, in our preview for next week, we're going to be talking about, as we do every week, another one of our teams that have a a lot of bills on their team. Waddle, baby, waddle. But in this one, Taco hits lineup Nirvana. He pulls the upset, gets his first win of the season. Our next matchup was the doctor versus Cup of Tea. Cup of Tea needs a doctor. This was the biggest blowout, a difference of almost 60 points. 
Cup OT was the least efficient. She could have had the third highest possible score had she set a perfect lineup. She also but had the best bench warmer of the QB position. However, that would not have saved her had she started Brady. She still would have lost. So, Well, let's talk about this because... Hours before the Thursday night matchup, the trade comes through. We all get the sleeper alert. We all look at it, and we're like, whoa, what just happened? And Cup of Tea acquires Tua Tungvaluwa for more points, please, for Carson Wentz straight up. And she plugs Tua into her starting lineup, who's been having a phenomenal start to the season, I might add. And we're watching the Thursday night game. And, man, did not see that coming. Where Tua gets thrown to the ground, falls on his head, fingers start curling. It wasn't a pretty sight. And I I was really hopeful that when Cup of Tea made that trade that she was going to get her first win of the season. And it all went crashing down with Tua. That was definitely a turn-your-season-around trade that just did not work out right. That Tua injury really hurt her chances right out of the gate, right on Thursday, to already be down all those quarterback points. Now, the one thing she did kind of have going for her is the doctor apparently wasn't in this week because he did not set up his lineup. He had Kamara out and in his starting lineup. That happened to a lot of people this weekend. No, I have Kamara in another league, and I got him out. It's, uh... Come on, folks. You gotta check your lineups on Sundays. You 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 weren't following Twitter then because it was not pretty. And all those people should get off Twitter and check their lineup. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you're correct. I was not on Twitter. I was busy checking all of my rosters. But Cup O T did have a player who might as well have been out in Dalton Schultz, who put up a zero. 0 for 3. At least he was tossed to, though. That's more than Kamara can say. He did show up. I think she should get a point for that. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, we've been watching Brady struggle this year, and he comes out and has to play in a shootout with Mahomes. It wasn't really even a shootout. The game was pretty much over. He accumulated some garbage time points there but now she gets the opportunity she can put uh, Tua into the IR slot and see what's going to happen there I think that's a big question mark and she can pop Brady back in and hopefully he will continue this now that he has hired his divorce lawyer and he don't have to think about that anymore (laughs) yeah apparently that was weighing pretty heavy on him this season because man did he get off to a pretty rough start but Atlanta coming up this week. It should be another good week for him. That's a pretty good matchup, so that is definitely a plus. And the doctor really uh, got things done on the defense. He had the best defense of the week. Really uh, really did help separate things a little bit more there. So Defenses have definitely been scoring a lot of points this year. And we also we changed the defensive scoring so they wouldn't. But it's just the fact that the defenses have been scoring, like, you're looking at the San Francisco defense here. They only allowed nine points, seven sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, the touchdown, and the defenses have been scoring touchdowns. And I know that um, when we were, we were talking about uh, more points, please, in the last matchup, and he had the Eagles defense who put up 19 points, and they've been consistently putting up 19 points this week. They had another nine-sack game. 
Like, it was nothing. Yeah, I mean, the defenses are definitely earning it. I mean, seven sacks, and I know last week, um, was it Philly who had nine sacks we were talking about? They had nine sacks again this week. So, I mean, these defenses are definitely earning it. Oh, um, four sacks. Four sacks eight, three, four and sacks. four fumble recoveries. <laughs> four. <laughs> and, and an interception. How do they have three forced fumbles and four fumble recoveries? That doesn't make any sense. Well, you don't have to force the fumble for it to happen. I guess that's true. Well, as long as we're talking about injured players, um, we can we can move on to the next matchup here, um, in which my uh, three-headed monster uh, lost a head this week with uh, Javante Williams going down with the ACL injury and only putting up 3.7 points. Yeah, that definitely hurts. Injury bug hit me hard this week, TJ. Also had Josh Palmer in my lineup, uh, who ended up going down with injury. One catch for 25 yards, and it all also did not help that Jalen Hurts had a down game. was a rough week for the, for the Fluffy. Yeah, it really was. Um, the flex was really a decision maker on this one. TDL's flex netted about 40-point advantage over you in this one. The nice thing is you do have two other good running backs, so at least you're not down a starting running back. You can always throw something in your flex. You have a lot of options there, so... Well, we'll see. Um, the other injury of the week that hurt was uh, Amon Ross St. Brown being out. TD, TDLs, though, even with his victory, um, he could have made a couple of choices that would have improved his lineup. Um, Sanders on the bench, the uh, the bench warmer running back. That's the highest scoring running back on the bench this week. And also, he had uh, Patriots defense. The highest scoring defense on a bench this week, who scored 13. Um, only one sack, but they did get a touchdown, which helped them out there. Forced fumble. Uh, so, a few points there. And um, Richie James is putting up defensive numbers that I like. Getting a negative tenth of a point on your bench. Yeah, he's not there anymore. <laughs> You got dropped. Well, enough about my bad performance. So let's move on to Waddle Baby Waddle and Badger Girl. Uh, Waddle Baby Waddle did have the top QB on the week. Jared Goff putting up a 50-burger, which did not help him. It was almost his savior on the week, but uh, just not quite enough points. He needed another five and a half points to be able to take this one, and he was just not able to get it. Gabe Davis probably being his... Weak link. Yep. Ah, ETN, ETN was worse. Ooh, look at that. No. No, Gabe Davis. My Liz Dexia got the best of me. I was just going to say, or Dick Slick Six. But, I mean, man, Jamal Williams is looking good out there, though. The Lions are putting up points. I wonder if uh, Taco is having any buyer's remorse here, giving up on Detroit and moving over to the Rams here. Goff is just going off and really, really lighting some uh, some points fires on the Detroit side of things. He had to watch all those very, very low-scoring games, and now... They're still losing. Yeah, but they're putting up points. Yeah, they have the highest-scoring offense in the league. You're trending towards victories, right? Step one, score points. Step two, win games. Well, step two is stop the other team from scoring points, which they are the 32nd ranked defense in the league. So, (laughs) you're right. Step one, score points. Step two, 
question mark. Step three, <laughs> win games. They just got to find out what to do with the underpants. With the Detroit Lions, with their offense being really, really prolific and their defense being really, really bad, it has made for awesome fantasy production for their offensive players. But yeah, um, Waddle Baby Waddle starts uh, Dotson or Edmonds or Dobbins or even Richard White. Christian Watson comes away with a victory. One one of those decisions could have helped him out. Yeah, your start-sit decisions really are everything. That's a tough loss for him. So now moving on to our uh, game of the week. We had the undefeated Pity City versus the undefeated Mississippius. And the loss was dealt, and unfortunately it was mine. Yet nothing can really seem to stop this uh, train that Mississippius is on right now. Well, Russ finally got cooking and actually put up some points and even outscored Josh Allen this week, but... It was no match for um, Awesome Excellence, who was the best running back of the week, putting up 34.9 points, and Josh Jacobs, her second running back, 34.5, points less. So she had the two top-scoring running backs, even with the top-scoring wide receiver in uh, Justin Jefferson, putting up 31 points. Just can't compete with that. My running backs... They tried, but uh, just not quite enough. I mean, geez. I was down 50 points on running backs alone. I mean, that is, that's the difference maker, really. It was Eckler and Jacobs. Mrs. Sirius has, uh, is like the Lions opposite. She is the highest scoring point lead, or the highest scoring team in the league. And she has one of the lowest points against totals, if not the lowest. Yeah, it's the lowest. And, I mean, that uh, that definitely helps you out. I did have a couple of bench warmers who were uh, pretty high scoring for me. I had Josh Reynolds, best bench warming wide receiver in the league, putting up 21 points on my bench. That was pretty nice. And I had Damian Pierce putting up almost 26 points on the bench as well. Um, so hopefully I can get a little more accurate in my predictions for next week because uh, that just isn't going to cut it. All right, well, we do have... One more trade to talk about before we move on. So this one wasn't a big impact trade like the other one was, but this did happen before Sunday's um, games. It did happen on Saturday, correct? It happened on Saturday. And it was you and Badger Girl. Yeah. With Amin Ra going down, I decided I needed some wide receiver help. And uh, I had two Lions wide receivers on my team, and the second one being uh, Jamison Williams, who is a, a very solid keeper for next year, and I he, I drafted him in, like, the 14th round, and I was, uh, I was taking my dog for a walk, and I just started making trade offers, one for ones, and uh, I didn't get very far. I think my second offer was to Badger Girl. She hit the smash button pretty hard on that one. Later do I find out at the uh, Packer party on Sunday that she thought it was the other Jay Williams that I was offering her that was on my team. (laughs) And I thought maybe at first when I was told she thought it was the other Jay Williams, I was like, oh, like, you know, uh, Jamal Williams, the other lion 
but she already has him on her team, so she couldn't have thought it was him. So it had to be the other Williams that got hurt, and I now wish I would have traded him for Brandon Ayuk. But Badger Girl gets a, a nice keeper for next year. I'm sure Williams... Uh, what is it Williamson? Or no, it's Williams, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Williams. It's Wait. Jameson. It's Jameson Williams. That's where I always get the yep. I, the son from. But and I got a nice piece in uh, Brandon Ayuk, who hopefully will continue to put up points as uh, Jimmy Garoppolo finds his way into the uh, 49ers offense. There, you know, it it really really helps when you get to practice with your team. Like it, it helps your performance. It so, does. He's only been practicing with his team for like four weeks now. Well. And they did really well last year. Yeah, they did. So, I mean, they have chemistry. Um, things will come back pretty quick. All right, you ready to preview this week's matchups? Let's get into week five. There are a lot of really good matchups coming up this week. It was a little difficult to pick the game of the week, but we'll get there. Let's start off with what I think is going to be a very good matchup in Mr. Taco's More Points, Please and Badger Girl. One of the things that... And what's the right word? Worries me. I don't know. One of the things about uh, more points, please line up, is Antonio Gibson sitting in the starting running back role there. Brian Robinson has uh, started practice. He's been activated. He started practicing this week. And uh, I, I really think that when he comes back to that team, that He's going to be splitting time with Gibson, and they're both going to be completely unstartable for fantasy purposes. I don't know if he's going to come back this week. Fortunately, he does have three other options on the bench that he could slide in there. So we'll see. He's got some options. He is not fully depleted of running backs, but... As long as his defense keeps playing lights out, man, he's going to have a shot. If they keep putting up 20 points a week. They are the number one defense on the season so far. I mean, the Buffalo from last year is Philly this year, so... uh... Make sure you get your bye week defense, I guess. Yeah, 9 points, 13 points, 20 points, 19 points. Looking good. So who are you taking on this one, Ray? I think that this is going to be Badger Girls matchup. Packers playing the Giants in London. They uh, they should steamroll the Giants pretty easily. I'm thinking Rodgers going to throw three touchdowns. Um, maybe one of them to Aaron Jones. Now, is Rodgers or is his doppelganger going to come in and maybe play a quarter i mean i i bet you we could still beat the giants if the doppelgamer came in play (laughs) of course then again we did have a rough time with bailey zappy on sunday so what do i know (laughs) right as of right now i'm gonna project that badger girl will end up taking this one all right so moving along here next we have waddle baby waddle and the team that scares me so Jared Goff is not going to have a repeat of last week. I'm not expecting a 50-pointer there. But Joe Burrow does play Baltimore, so you could see some points being thrown up in that matchup. Yeah, I was going to say, um, the team that scares me really does have a lot of good matchups this week, being that half his players are all Cincy players who are playing Baltimore. That should help him out, I think. Uh, I think it's going to give him enough of an edge to win this one he's currently projected to win slightly but um i do think the good matchups will give him 
just a bit of an edge here and I think that Waddle Baby Waddle has enough question marks kind of going on on his side that um, I, I don't think he's going to quite meet expectations this week. So I am going to give this one to Team Scary. I mean, I, I think we got the Bengals versus the Bills here. Pretty much, don't we? Yeah. This is the matchup of heavily investing in one offense. It can either really, really help your week or really, really hurt it. And Buffalo's got a tough matchup in Pittsburgh. Although, can anybody really stop Josh Allen? No. So, I mean, do you even feel safe, though, with Gabe Davis? So I bring that up because we have Gabe Davis. Um, he put up a great first week, didn't play week two. Week three and four were very lackluster. Ah. <sighs> I don't feel good about Gabe Davis right now. He put in a full practice on Wednesday. Does that make us feel any better? Maybe he's over the injury. Maybe that's the reason. What it really comes down to is that I just think you got a situation here where you have like the Packers had last year with Devontae Adams and Allen just keeps feeding Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs, you have Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson is forgotten, Gabe Davis is forgotten. I mean, it, it's it's happening more than just with the Bills. You do have Crowder is now out for a while. Uh, broken ankle, I believe it was. Most um, likely this season. Isaiah McKenzie is in... Con- is he in concussion protocol, I believe? He is in concussion protocol. So he most likely will not be playing unless something changes. Um, and who knows, with all the new Tua stuff from the past two weeks... Uh, concussion protocols may be changing this season, and um, that may become more of a uh, difficulty for fantasy managers. But Yeah, dealing with concussions. There's not a lot then left on this roster for Josh Allen to throw to, so it's going to really be Singletary, Diggs, and Gabe Davis is going to have to step up this week, I feel. Well, as long as he's got a good ankle to step on. <laughs> So who are you going with? I'm I'm gonna go with the team that scares me. I think those Bengals got good matchups this week. At uh, and and there's no way Jared Goff is gonna put up another 50 points with that New England defense. Yep, exactly. Yep, I'm I'm with you on that. I uh, I am leaning on the matchups as well, um, and uh, just not really feeling a repeat of last week. So next, let's go to your game. So we have Fluffy and Cupo T. I'm actually uh, the underdog in this one at this moment. I may I may not have a line a, a, a roster spot filled. I'm not sure. I know I dropped uh, Williams, so no, it's awful. Might have to make a move. Well, it all depend. I mean, all depends on what happens with Amon Ra and Renfro. Oh no no no! You do have a spot open because she has a spot open too. I believe. Oh really? Okay, so we both have spots open. You both have an empty bench spot. Oh, no, that's not what I was talking about. I was about, like, an actual, like, starter spot open. Oh, I gotcha. Nope, yeah. You do not have a starter spot open. Um, but, I mean, these lineups may change. Yeah, I mean, we had a, like I said, Cup of Tea made a last-second trade before Thursday Night Football last week. Maybe she'll do it again. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Brady against Atlanta. That's, oh, I got Hurts against Arizona. I'll be fine. Um, yeah, I mean, Brady really came back last week, so... Um, this is going to be a nice week two under his belt going up against Atlanta. Uh, I do think that will keep things close in the quarterback. This this matchup is really all going to depend on all my questionable tags. I mean, if I get if I can get Amon Ra, I guess Amon Ra is going against the New England secondary. But I mean, 
he's almost matchup proof at this point. He should be fine. Maybe not coming off an ankle injury though. Maybe I keep him on the bench this week. But you got Renfro. I got would have Renfro coming back, Amon Ra coming back, and I, if those if those two play, that might swing the tide of this matchup a little bit. But right now, Cooper Cup's playing Dallas. Dallas has been a good defense this year. Yeah, Cooper Cup is matchup proof. You do have your quarterback throwing to AJ Brown though on her team. But he also throws to a lot of other people on that team. No, not really. He's an, he's another one of those that sucks up all the targets. It's AJ Brown is sucking up a lot of targets. It it's always frustrating when either your quarterback is playing one of their wide receivers or vice versa. You have the wide well, it's not so bad, I guess, when you have the wide receiver. Usually, that's kind of better when you have the quarterback. It's not that often that they rush him in. So more often than not, when you're the quarterback, the point is to throw the ball. And when you're playing against the wide receiver, it can really negate. And there have been plenty of matchups where the wide receiver can outscore the quarterback. Now, I don't think that's going to happen this week with Hurts. He does have a great rushing ability, and the chance of him scoring a touchdown is higher than most other quarterbacks. But I did give this one to Cup of Tea. I think that week five is going to be the week she's going to turn it around. She's going to get her first win. And unfortunately, buddy, that puts you on a two-game slide. So... I, you know, looking at the lineup, the way it's set, it's set up right now, I would give her the edge as well. But like I said, I am expecting to get some players back from injury this week, and that could definitely change the outcome of this game. All right, so moving along, next we have Pity City versus Neek. Russ did finally start to cook last week. He is playing on Thursday night, currently in the starting lineup. I have not yet decided the time of this recording if I will be keeping him in or not as my starting quarterback playing Indy is nice so that should be helpful but um, man he's just been hard to trust this year overall though this game I think will be pretty close Neek has been um, I'm gonna say quietly been a very strong team I would agree with that coming she's got two wins in a row now uh, coming off some pretty good beating some pretty good teams or at least some pretty good managers in uh tom and her husband and this team is so far going with uh with romeo dobbs every time he cut every time he scores a touchdown she wins and uh i'm gonna predict that romeo dobbs catches some more touchdowns in london and she's gonna win again I think that I'm going to uh, turn around my one-game slide here, and I, I really don't want any more. So um, I am I am picking myself to take this one. She does have you at tight end, though. Well, projected. I have Kittle, and I have Pitts. Um, neither one has been putting up prolific numbers this year. So um, Kittle, Kittle has been hurt. If And Pitts is currently. Um, he didn't practice today, I believe. But... If Pitts does play with Cordell Patterson out, I'm really hoping a lot of dump-offs will maybe go to him. Um, maybe he'll pick up that kind of pass-catching type role. Algier did do a little catching out of the backfield, but I think he only got one reception, maybe two. So while I... Yeah, it was one reception for 20 yards. So while he's showing the ability to be able to catch the ball, I don't think they're going to be throwing to him. And I do think that some of that will hopefully start going Pitts' way, and maybe that'll give him a little bit of a rebound there. Um, Kittle, though, too, I'm expecting him to turn things around as well. He's been uh, only blocking on 
a small fraction of his routes, and he's really been running a lot of routes. So it's just a matter of getting that ball tossed his direction. Do, do you know what I just realized? I do not. Would you like to share it? I'm a little bit excited to find out from the uh, from Scott Fish on Paul Charchian's podcast if uh, Tyler Algier is going to start himself this week. <laughs> that is a very good point. I am curious of that as well. <laughs> All right. Um, so our next matchup here. So with the last two, I had a hard time on which one of these to make the game of the week. Let's uh, let's just give both matchups here. So first, we're gonna go with T. Dals versus the Doctor. Now, this is a very narrowly projected game currently. The Doctor is projected to score 140, and T. Dals is projected to score 141. So we have a one point differential in the projections. And then you have our game of the week will be Mrs. Sirius versus the Achilles Heel, purely because she is still undefeated, and I think that's going to be a very good matchup. So let's dig into T. Dals versus the Doctor. Ooh, some good quarterbacks in this one. Yeah, it's going to be some good quarterback play. Um, Herbert against Cleveland, too. That should, that should hopefully uh, have him scoring a lot of points. Um, Mahomes up against Las Vegas. Um, it was Las Vegas that turned around Russ's season last week. So um, I think that's going to be an opportunity for Mr. Mahomes whoa, on Monday whoa, night. Whoa, to really whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not say that Russell Wilson is turning around his season. It was one game. <laughs> 15, 15, 15, 31. That's a turnaround to me. Well, until he scores 15 again this week, then he's back. Then, then it's the full turnaround at 360 degrees. He's playing Indy. He's not going to score 15 again. Who's going to stop him? Jonathan Taylor? He ain't playing. Exactly. We got a uh, big tight end battle in this one with Gerald Everett versus Tyler Higby. Two of the former Rams tight end versus the current Rams tight end. We also have a new waiver wire pickup. Currently in the starting lineup in Mike Boone. Yeah, we'll see how many points he scores this week. It's always exciting when you can pick up somebody off waivers and then throw them right into your starting lineup. And uh, I guess on the flip side, Kamara, will he play this week? And will the doctor play him this week irregardless? (laughs) Uh, Kamara said he's going to be out there. Kamara said he's going to be out. He said he's going to be out there in week five. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one to pick. This is going to be a very close matchup. I had this in contention for game of the week, like I said, and um, both of these games are going to be really fun to watch. I am giving I'm giving TDLs the win on this one, I think. I'm giving a slight edge to TDLs as well. The doctor has just, I mean, he went above his projections last week, and I was not anticipating that. But I don't think he's going to be able to do it two weeks in a row. He went above his projections with a zero in his lineup. That's that's true. I'm still taking TDLs. You got Mike Evans against Atlanta. I I think I think he's going to light things up this week. I think TDLs has a real shot. I I like I like Mahomes over Herbert. I like TDLs wide receivers. I like his running backs better. Man, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he does wonders for you when he's not on your team. Hey, TJ? Yeah. Why couldn't he do this last year? Ugh. Let's move on to the game of the week. Can Mrs. Sirius 
keep her scoring crown going. What a game this is going to be. You have Lamar Jackson up against Josh Allen. You have Tyreek Hill against Waddle. So are those the top two scoring quarterbacks? Are they one and two right now? I know Lamar is one. Is Allen two? Lamar is one. Allen is two. All right, so they've got the one and two quarterbacks playing against each other this week. you got Dolphins wide receivers going against each other and Waddle versus Hill. And, I mean, James Robinson had a bad week last week, but he's been putting up points. Um, you know, you got Awesome Eckler. you got Josh Jacobs. Both put up huge weeks last week. Brandon Cooks is always a good producer. Um, he's going to be able to keep up with Debo. you got Mar- Mark Andrews and Hawkinson, who Hawkinson put up a lot of points last week and could probably keep up with Mark Andrews. This is going to be a good matchup. It is going to be a, a very fun, high-scoring game, I think. Um, and, I mean, these two are some of the higher-scoring teams on average each week. Both teams can put up points, and I really do think the Achilles heel is going to give Mrs. Sirius a run for her money, and I'm going to do the same thing I did last week, and I'm going to bet against her, and I'm going to say Bushzilla is going to win this one. Yeah, you never bet against Josh Allen. I'll take Mrs. Sirius. Well... You kind of have to, right? Well, you picked your wife two weeks in a row. <laughs> hey, I want to wake up in the morning. I would rather stay sleeping in the morning, but my kids wake me up, so. Ooh, that is some commitment. She still has Sky Moore on her bench. Oh, she don't drop anybody. <laughs> like, seriously. She does not want to drop Mrs. anybody. Mrs. Seriously. Yes, Mrs. Seriously. <laughs> You're right. Like, has she even made a roster move yet? There's, it tells you somewhere. All right, well, good luck this week, everybody, and uh, let's bring home some wins. Thank you for listening to another week of the Mini Lombardi Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.